All right, well, welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Check us out on iTunes. Search Glue or search Glue Guys. Check us out on thebrooklyngame.com. Brian. Oh, I love a midday podcast more than anything. I feel so. You guys finally get to hear me when I'm like charged up and ready to go, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. the ambiance, and this is my apartment, but dark. Yeah. Lit, Ser- lit by our computers. It's the war room. This is beautiful. Uh, Free agency edition of the Blue Guys, Brian. Yeah. That's where we're at. Uh, we're Heck getting yeah. ready. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Lots of, lots of news. Lots of, what, what do you got? <laughs> um, so we're recording this at around 1 o'clock, June 29th. So this is should be right before free agency. We're waiting on the biggest decision we're waiting on before free agency is the Jared Jack news, mm-hmm. if that's to come. Thank God that it's this time of year for now because i grew so, so tired of talking about other teams and their success this is this is really the time where the nets shine um news wise and, and it looks like the nets are actually going to do something right like it's they it's, always do baby they always do for as much as sean marks sort of talked about we're going to build this the right way and it's not saying that they won't do that they will spend it seems like they're going to spend money which is exciting which yeah. is exciting for us i mean so you know let's kind of go through this a bit we want to talk about the Thad trade just for a sec, which will lead us into Nets free agency. Then we do news around the league, some some top hard hitting questions around the league, and then we'll end with uh, Game of Thrones and below deck, and just then, quick hitters. And then what are we going to do? And then we'll turn this off. Where will I go? We'll, I won't see you again, <laughs> ever, ever. Uh, good. Um, but quickly on the Thad trade. So when the Thad trade goes down, mm-hmm. trading a reasonable contract guy who fits next to brook lopez pretty well for a not that exciting first round pick ends up being karis levert which is fine everyone seems to be on board i mean as far as the the draft knicks are concerned yeah and it it, it was sort of someone who um was like getting more momentum by the draft and all that fun and exciting stuff but that trade alone seems like not that fun and really crappy for Mets fans. Well, it is, unless, of course, you know, just y- y- like we were talking before, so long as it's a part of a mosaic of other trades, um, then obviously, you know, if, if that's just the first domino to fall, you shouldn't shouldn't be judged. Get a hold off uh, on, like, my opinion on that a little bit. You know, at least until Jared Jack goes away forever um, when that happens, based on Wadge's Woj's uh, tweet or whatever. I, I I pray that that's actually real because I was when we were texting during draft night or after draft night. I said the only thing that Marks can really do wrong by me at this point is keep Jared Jack because there were like some weird tweets from Jared himself that people were speculating he had some kind of insider information and had been told that he was going to be there next year or something. I don't know. Yeah, and so the worry is that he is again on this team. The problem sort of like so the Woj tweet and everything that we're talking about is that. By midnight tonight, um, Jared Jack's contract kicks in as a full guarantee for $6.5 million, which, which really isn't that much. And for the Nets, they, they're going to have to spend money to hit so the salary floor. They're going to have to spend a certain amount of money. Um, so it wouldn't even be that much. But right now, it's they don't have to pay him $500,000. They can give him that money today and tell him to go away, essentially. Um, so the issue is, and it's really exciting to think about, like, oh, we could trade Jared Jack for anything. Any player would be better than Jared Jack coming off an ACL injury, but where's the motivation well, around the you, league? Actually, you can't with Jared Jack's con- uh, his contract is from the old CBA when you actually have to make the salaries match. That's an interesting thing that I 
found out. So what is that? So so it can't just be Jared Jack for anything. You can't flip him for, for just cash considerations or whatever it is. You have to you have to get back a like within whatever the threshold is. So it's I, I just don't but I don't he's see any cut. trade from happening. It seems happening. like he's getting cut. He's going to get cut. Yeah. And what's been interesting to see is that the Marks regime has been very I mean Billy King would leak stuff like crazy. It was very obvious and they would leak kind of crazy stuff. Marks is like almost outwardly his at least what it seems like information is coming out of the Marx regime like crazy when everyone says you know when he comes from the Spurs you expect sort of like Spurs lock everything down you don't know anything that they're doing mm-hmm. Marx seems to just be telegraphing all of his moves to hopefully get interest like the Thad Young thing that news came out not the actual trade but the interest in the trade what was it like four hours before the draft yeah that news was essentially leaked by I assume Marx's people by saying like hey rest of the league you can have Thad Young at whatever you want. Yeah. Well, the difference is the Nets are selling and the Spurs are good, so they're typically buying. And that's the, <laughs> so there's, there's a big difference there. Position of power there. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have free agency coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we've gotten a couple of nuggets of information again that have been leaked out and sort of the typical way that things are reported around the free agency period. What we seem to know is that the Nets will spend money. They do want veterans, and that they have a long list of people that they're considering. Um, Rondo's name has been mentioned with the Nets. Jamal Crawford. Al Horford's name has been mentioned. Um, What is the most likely outcome? Let's say we're sitting here after the July 4th holiday. How different is the Nets team? Can you envision? Or is it the same... Same bunch. You know, I'm really hesitant to say one way or the other, and I and I hate to be this way because that's not what the people come for. That's not what they want. I mean, I, of those three players, like I, obviously the least important one would be Jamal Crawford, and so that's my like likeliest <laughs> scenario, just because whatever he in, he influences a deal not that much. And but I honestly, I'd be very very surprised if Horford came. Uh, that, that seems like a non-starter. Rondo, I could. It's you know feasible. Um, Jamal Crawford also feasible. The Alan Crab rumors seem much more our, our speed at this point. <laughs> that's, I think that's the most likely yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. That it, seems to be more our, our mode of thought. It's kind of crappy, but the the most likely scenario is the Alan Crab Kent Bazemore super overpay for a guy who you think you know could be something maybe. Yeah. Um. The uh, and adding Alan Crab though, I mean that's we've got. A, to- a wing, a, a team of wings. Just like how many wing players are we really gunning for here? All skinny arms, long limbs. I have to assume that that would mean Boyan's next on the on the cutting board, or I don't know. Well, and I would love if you know, like, so if the Marks is smart, like we're alleging he is, uh, you what you do if you're a smart organization is you target the organizations who are less smart, mm-hmm. and. The Kings seem to be the the organization that is constantly doing that. I mean, I would be checking in on Vladi every day. I know no one likes Rudy Gay, but like this team honestly could use Rudy. Like I would just be checking in on all the. They're not going to get to Marcus Cousins, so I would check in on every other player on that roster just to see like how little I can give up for maybe one of their dudes, just yeah. because they have some talent. I'd pick them off, see what see where they're at. I would check in on the Pelicans. The Pelicans are getting desperate. Um, the Magic are getting super desperate. Yeah. That Ibaka trade, while not a disaster that everyone's saying it is, because I think, because Ibaka's ra- rightly said that he was put into a role that's like not 
great for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, he'll fit really well in the Magic. The Magic don't make that trade. Rob Hedigan doesn't make that trade if he's like super secure. Can Can you remind the fans what they gave up? Give up Oladipo, mm-hmm. Demontis Sabonis, my boy, and um, Irsan Ilyasova mm. for. And it, it's so like we're in this weird world where like Abaka just two years ago was well one he's a he's only twenty six but there's like all these rumors out there that he's much older. Well, he pl- whatever his age is, he's play he plays now like he's aged ten years really quickly. But I wonder. I see. I think that's more of a product of the position that he's been put in. And less so him. I mean, he's he's third banana, but like barely. Dude, his his like quickness has just fallen off a cliff. He looks slower to just to the to the eye. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Adams looks like a much more athletic. Right, and you know dude. you're in trouble if Stephen Adams is more lively than you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very bad sign. Um, yeah, I mean, the Nets. So like, so the, the sort of the problem is, and I think the Nets are doing themselves a disservice by leaking their like wish list of players. Which I forget, I forget whose tweet it was that said something like, uh, this is, we're looking at Jamal Crawford, uh, Jeremy, Lin, uh, Steve Kyler from Basketball Insiders. We're looking at, they're looking at Jeremy Lin, Jamal Crawford, and Al Horford. Well, and there was also, I mean, another semi likely thing is Brandon Jennings' name has been floated out there. Right. And so, and that's another sort of buy low, hoping mm-hmm. that the dude's healthy type candidate. That's what the Nets are going to get. Um, but you know what? That would still improve their team greatly. You look at the roster right now; they are the worst. It's the worst roster in the NBA. Well, I mean, yeah, there's only seven, six players on it. Or yeah, something. I mean, so they'll have to spend money. Um, and if I'm Sean Marks and I'm believing sort of the way he's going to try to go about this, where he's saying I'm going to do the right thing and I'm not going to blah 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 blah, he's going to be targeting Alan Crab, Kent Bazemore, um, dudes yeah. who are like young-ish. That are maybe you're hoping that you're paying them more. Evan Fournier, yeah. is Evan Fournier a guy that we'd want? I don't know. All these guys play the same position. I don't know. I mean, so going back to the point guard thing, um, there has been much, much to do about um, his attitude, general like attitude problems, which have both. Uh, well, anyways, did you, did you hear uh, Brian Scalabrini on uh, I forget his podcast last week? Anyways, he was talking about if there's one player in the league. He also alluded to, like, Rondo. This is when the Rondo wants to play in New York. Mark Stein tweets had come out or whatever. Wow, look at you fueling up. Double. So when I came in the door today, just as an aside, Mike had just finished working out and is about to drink a p- whole pot of hot coffee after <laughs> after a rigorous workout. Oh, I didn't even like think about 90 that. 90 degrees outside. Um, I didn't even think about that my AC still running as we're doing this. Oh. It'll have a nice, a nice ambiance. It'll yeah. sound weird to turn it off now. Yeah, we'll turn it off later. Plus... It's nice that it's cold in here. Um, but anyhow, so so Scalabrini was talking about uh, Rondo to New York, whatever, and that if there's any one player in the NBA who uh, has like a mismatch with their um, perception, their media perception, it's 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 Rajon Rondo in his mind. And I'm wondering if that's something that like many people agree with, or is it just just Scalabrini who is a unique human in his own right? I think I saw Zach Lowe write about how like Kevin Garnett vouches for Rondo. Kevin Garnett's also a psycho, so yeah, that's right. kind of a weird person to have vouched for you. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you would be vouched by. They all sort of loved Rondo, the you know Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Garnett. But then I, also they all sort of disliked him too mm-hmm. at the same time. Then they get yeah. like they got tired of him. Sure, 
at yeah. some point. I mean, you know, the, you know who's if if Brooke Lopez vouches for you, I think that that counts for something. You yeah. <laughs> That's just like yeah, he's a he's an easygoing guy. If Brooke Lopez vouched for him. You, you can tell he's he'll get along with you. Yeah, Brooke's not going to look at a person just because they're good at basketball and the discount personality defects. He would just right. Brooke would just look at someone and yeah. understand it. Like, do you like video games? Yes or yes no. or no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so but then so. Um, just coming full circle, the it it remains to be seen whether Rondo is so okay. So when you're building a team, when you're doing a rebuild like we are, the 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 culture is something you know vague and and um totally immaterial that everyone talks about, but is actually pretty important. I have to assume because if so, like in 2009, when our culture was being dictated by players like you know Chris Douglas Roberts and Terrence Williams, it was um, awesome. It was really great, and everyone had a great time. Yeah, no, it was horrible, and nobody learned anything, and they all got <laughs> worse for it. And that's the that's the thing you want to avoid. You want to, if you're going to have a bunch of young players who are developing, you actually want them to develop properly, and not into menaces to society on Twitter. Um, and is Rondo the kind of person that helps? Because even with Rondo, just Rondo alone, if you get him in, I mean, free agency, cool. It doesn't mean we're like you know competitive in any in any way, and we're still you know whoever whoever it is that we would be signing is sort of there as as like a, you know in a mentor position primarily because we're not going to be really winning any games unless you get both Rondo and Horford and you know, just a bunch of guys who we're just not going to get. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense coming from sort of what Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks have been saying. It, all of that would go out the window, though. If you get a guy like Rondo, so, like, I don't want to harp on this all the time, but the stuff that happened with the referee Billy Kennedy is a pretty weird circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Especially coming from the team that had Jason Collins, you know, um, so publicly right. come out. His jersey's still being sold. Mm-hmm. It's I'm sure it's one of the top selling jerseys still on the team. Right. Um, it would be, you know, I don't know how much you could attribute the Kings season last season to Rondo, but I, you know, he was a part of it. Ostensibly, he had some kind of leadership role on that team, and that that team was crapola. Yeah, I mean, for all of the things going on on that team, it it could have been much worse. I would I would go ahead and say, you know. Are you, would you be, if so, let's say, okay, whatever the contract number would be, let's say what we kind of talked about, the the two-year, $24 million deal for Rondo. 24 a year, yeah. No, two-year, well, then $12 million a year, something like that. That would be quite reasonable. I doubt he even takes that. Well, I don't know what the the market is for, I mean, I know there's no point guards out there. Mm -hmm. The market for him is is max, I would would have to. I would have to think. I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think you know what I'm tired of hearing too is the, the Harrison good. Barnes getting max thing. Nobody's going to give that guy the max. Guarantee it. Yes, I'm, they will. I'm telling you yes. right now. He cost himself ten million dollars a year with that finals, finals performance. <laughs> well, so so it's sort of like the how like Demontis Sabonis became. I loved him too, but he became this hot draft prospect because of three games in the NCAA tournament. Harrison, it's the same effect where Harrison Barnes is watch. Everyone in the league is watching the finals, mm-hmm. and they see him that he cannot even play. Yeah, in, in a finals where he should be able to play, it, oh, there's yeah. no reason why he couldn't have been on the floor. It's not like Mozgov who had no role to play. Yeah, no, but, not not only did he did he didn't even look like he was trying all that hard. It was like it was like a whole a whole litany of issues, and it's stemming from like just literally like effort issues. Well, and so I have this in news. So I won. I think he's going to get the max because what's going to happen who, who? is give me the, the team Sixers, the, the 76ers, the 76ers, a million are gonna... percent. 
because they have a Colangelo running their team. Colangelo's are pretty conventional in the way that they think. Um, he's like the conventional three that you can envision. They want to bring a guy from a winning culture. That's something that they would want. So they the way that they're going to sell it to their franchise is when he's young, he's on he was on one of the best teams in NBA history until they lost the finals. Like they're going to sell it as like he's, you know, Tracy McGrady 2.0. Jesus. Um what you know i, I think because of all the big gambles that you can make out there in free agency harrison barnes is the easiest one just to be like he's gonna be good he was the best player in high school when he was coming out of high school he went to north carolina everyone knows who he is he was on the best team in the nba i don't get this at all he doesn't look good he doesn't he look, doesn't like look good <laughs> his, his numbers aren't good he doesn't look good there's nothing really there what what do we he, but he looks good in a uniform. He, he's in in our, our our minds of what a basketball player looks like. He looks like that. Five dollars. He doesn't get max money. Five dollars. You right now, give it to me. <laughs> I don't have five dollars. I'm paying for our SoundCloud account. Jeez, she brought that one out. Jesus, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love when you air the dirty laundry. Doesn't um, no. Uh, he, so and I'm I'm this will, I want to talk about this in the news on the league. But let's okay, do, here's, let's, here's let's, what I'll let's bet you. Now. I will pay for the SoundCloud for no, no, next no. year. No, no, no. If you what are are right about this, this no, no, is the no, bet. No. I'm going to make you no, no, <laughs> no. Please, Brian, Brian. You just had to move to Washington Heights. I'm not going to force you to then to also pay for the SoundCloud account. Your life is already pretty tough. Yeah. Um. I'll talk about this now. So the idea that. Uh, the Warriors are going after Kevin Durant, right? So then if they don't get him, the, the all the thinking is that then they're going to kind of make amends to Harrison Barnes and say, we're going to go after Durant because we have to, did and you, then they'll give him a max. Did you see the goddamn ESPN headline yesterday that said, um, if if Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors, do they do they go 82-0? A serious headline. Is this because there's some stats backing up that says that that would I happen? Even, I didn't even click it, but... It's it disgusting. Like, <laughs> it's, that's disgusting. That's absolutely disgusting. What the fuck yeah. does that mean? It means is, is it the perfect team? Is it yeah, the, the most, perfect team? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, okay. And I have a lot of thoughts about Kevin Durant, like going to Golden State. It's That'd a be horrible, horrible idea for everyone involved. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Because one, he becomes. They already have their like their like buddy group of uh, Thompson, Curry, and Green. He becomes like the weird like kind of transfer student. They they have the issue where it's like, does he fit? Can we fit him in? Can we? This is you don't want to have those kinds of conversations. They'll start the season one yeah. and two, and everyone will mm-hmm. be going fucking insane. Yeah. Um, for him, like I don't really, I don't care so much about legacy stuff. Like like so, if you won three championships with the Warriors, like people are not going to care. But as much, I just if from like a lifestyle point of view, why would you want to like <clears throat> if you're top dog in Oklahoma City? Yeah, you play with Westbrook. Why would you want to insert yourself in that little vortex where Curry is everything? Oh, I thought you actually meant lifestyle, not, not <laughs> like like in real like, world, like living in Oklahoma versus living in Oakland, which you have to give the the nod to Oakland in that case, right? Although uh, I have a buddy that just moved to Oakland and then was going to move, then moved to Oklahoma there, City and then moved <laughs> to Oakland and then moved back, and he was like, "Don't go to Oakland. Oakland is terrible. It's, uh, it's really full of assholes." There's all this like talk that Oakland's going to be the you know this transcendent city now because San Francisco is so overwhelmed with people, and there's mm-hmm. no way you can fit more that Oakland is going to get their due. I have no sense of it. I'm never gonna. Now that the War- Warriors aren't even gonna be in Oakland next year, they're gonna be in, I think, downtown San His Francisco. His deal was like everyone is the worst kind of like you know, 
rich, dirty, hipster kind of person that like their parents all buy them record companies or something, you know. And then they pretend to be like roughing it in Oakland. It's like you guys kind of suck. I love that. Yeah, that's where I want to be. That's right. <laughs> you got to bring your normcore. I can't wait till normcore really takes off in the way. It's gonna happen when it happens. You're gonna I be. I mean, the... Friends is back. You better of... hope it happens soon because soon you'll be too old, and then it'll just be normal and not normcore. Mm, then it would be da- a dad and dadcore. It'd be dadcore wearing khaki shorts yeah. like I do now. Yeah. Anyways, um, with your New Balances laced, tight as footballs, nets. Mm-hmm. Free agency. What's the thing that they need the most? Point guard, right? Yeah. Um, who's the most likely person to be that point guard? Sergio Rodriguez. I mean, I I read the the I pulled this out the the thing from a year ago from Woj about him that he's it would be considered an elite backup point guard. An elite backup point guard would be a starting point guard for the Nets at this point. So what, we get Lynn and Sergio Rodriguez, huh? Yeah, I'm just throwing out the team. It would be Lynn, Sergio Rodriguez. I like Jamal Crawford. This team could use a Jamal Crawford. Throw him over here. Let's give an Allen Crabb the max contract. Just give it to him. Get this over that with. That wasn't real. What What do you actually give Allen Crabb? Keep so it, in my in mind, mind all of these all these dudes are going to get max contracts. Alan Crab, I think. Shut up. Evan Fournier is apparently going to get a max contract. No. Maybe. No. There are just so many teams that that have money, and there there are just not enough dudes to give the money to. And too many teams are under each. If you look at each team, the individual pressures that they're under, they can't wait for 2017. The Nets can. So maybe that's the hope that the Nets say. Let's just get incrementally better now, and then in 2017, then we make a big pitch to all the massive free agents that are going to be out there, like Westbrook and I think Chris Paul and a couple other. Like, there's some big names out there. There is just no way LeBron James, Alan Crabb from Portland doesn't isn't exactly like Travis Outlaw. That is exactly who we're going to get. <laughs> 100% what he's going to turn into. Maybe I think Travis Outlaw just might show up in his place. That's what that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, we got emails. Mike Goal. I'm gonna get my phone. Hang on one second. <clears throat> fill, fill on the gap. So, anyways, uh, Brian is gonna go get his phone. So, what we're gonna do here? We're gonna do. People, thank you so much for sending in all your emails. It was great, Brian. Apparently, we got like a tremendous reaction. We love it. Um, yeah. And after that, we'll do news around the league. And we'll do some quick hitters. Great, but great filler, Mike. Really. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> Thought you were in the biz, oh, damn it! Oh my god! All right. Thought you were in the biz. Um. Opening it up, opening it up. Sorry. Um. Got a couple of good ones. Got a lot of people coming in. Your boy, um, Chris Davidson. Wrote in. Thanks for thanks for uh, hitting us up. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna write you back. This is just a shout out to Chris Davidson because this is the guy from last week who had all the good questions. Um, and so he's going in, he wants to be our producer and I'm going to, I'm going to make that happen. Um, first question, Louis Torres, he wants to talk about LeBron being a top five all time. Yeah. He wants to talk about Mount Rushmore, which I know you're into That's the kind of conversation you like to have. Yeah. I do love that. Um, 
<laughs> so is he? Is that the question? He's not. Uh, well, he's. <laughs> so he was talking about how he he read uh, James is the greatest man ever. Forget Nelson Mandela, FDR, MLK. <laughs> Uh, I have read That's comments yeah. that James always wanted to see Cleveland win his whole life, even though he is both a Yankees and Cowboys fan. Don't get me started on he is officially the greatest of all time comments when he's still behind Kobe and Duncan in rings. He is an amazing pro- player and an okay person. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I know. I in, in like this. Uh, so it's super cool that De- that LeBron won in his hometown and all that fun stuff. But I think I think it was like this. All this came from Stephen A. Smith. He, he was saying something like, "You know, LeBron's a great basketball player, but no one's ever been a better man." Something like that. Like no one's ever like handled the pressures, which is true. But he also did the decision, which I know is always brought up. But like, you can't forget that the the dude just went on TV and basically put a middle finger up to Cleveland and said, "I'm going to go to Miami." Like that happened. He's not like a bad guy. It was fine. He's also weird. He's a weird teammate. We cataloged it all year with his weird subtweets and Instagram posts that are left out Kevin Love. Um, and I agree with Charles Barkley, the fact that he his career still isn't better than Duncan's. I think it's probably better than Kobe's. Um, but I think I think you still at this moment. Career, if we're talking about career. Duncan's career is better, but Duncan's played ten more years. So this is when you get into, I mean, it's just it's it's, it's an a impossible. Semant- it's an impossible. Well, it's a battle over semant. I mean, you're literally talking about okay, what's the definition of yeah. something? Um, and in a very ba- ba- an impossible environment for, for that. I mean, like yeah, if you take Duncan, we haven't really seen Duncan not play for the Spurs. We've seen what happens when uh, LeBron doesn't play for Cleveland. They're the worst team ever. Uh, and then they get a bunch of first round picks and then it goes back and that's but yeah i mean you will never um it's impossible to say and it's always a bad conversation plus the rules are always changing you know the goddamn rules change like the rules are different people played differently in michael jordan's time i'm not saying it's better worse harder or easier i'm just saying it was different well and like so i saw this guy on con cowherd who actually went to syracuse with nick wright now he's with fox sports and he was saying they i guess are you you name dropping they i don't i don't really know him that well but they they were talking about how like who's the greatest players of all time. This is before LeBron won this championship, and Nick Wright said, uh, "Just take out the centers. Like you can't even talk about centers, which is kind of true. Like you know, like Wilt. If you just look at Wilt's numbers, like he has to be the greatest player of all time. He has to be. But you can't. There's no way for me because I never watched him. There's no way to really comprehend the competition. He's played playing. in a different year. I saw on Facebook someone like my cousin posted about this, and then um. Some they're talking about the stupid Mount Rushmore, and some guy was like, "Are we gonna forget George Mikan? Are we gonna?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. The dude, yes. the dude wore yeah. like just like straight up like circular glasses <laughs> on the court, and, and he was, and he was I playing, think he was like six eight. He's playing against yeah, he was six, no, he was taller. He was six ten, but he still he was playing against like five five white guys who like you know um, couldn't were yeah couldn't play. Anyways, um, the whole conversation. It's you, you, there's no greatest of all time. It's an impossible conversation to have. And it's, it's weird to have it. You could do greatest in errors. In, in, in the time that they played, who was the best? I'm but, even sure that's worth having. Like, I mean, look, LeBron has unquestionably been the best player for nine years or something. The, the problem is these guys win championships with you know teams, with various teammates. And oftentimes those teammates have a huge effect on whether they win a championship or not. And it's like if we're going to – like if everything comes down to how many rings you have, it's a pretty – 
I don't know, just pretty subjective. Yeah, I mean, but my whole thing about uh, like Duncan being still better than LeBron. I mean, one again, his career is longer, but like everything that Duncan was about is why he was better than Kobe for sure. Is that he's a better teammate. He there's no BS with Duncan. No, no, like as much BS as there was with Kobe. His impact on the game was was larger. Even though Kobe scored more, Duncan had more of an impact. He was his little like you know off the backboard shot was pretty unstoppable at times. So like he's just I think he's a better player. I mean, but then if you're gonna start, if you like, so there's like the Bob Ryan way of looking at it, which is if aliens came onto came into Earth and said this is we're gonna have a basketball game for the the future of the human race, who would you rather have? Mm-hmm. It, you're going to draft LeBron over pretty much everyone, but one of the centers and maybe Michael Jordan, I think. I think you'd want LeBron on that, like, all-star against aliens team. Right. It's it's the, the like, the question is, if you had, if you had to have five clones of one player play on your team, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, then you would definitely want LeBron because right. he's the most positionless yeah like he can he can play every position and do everything at, at an elite level yeah yeah i like that what do you think okay right. uh, manny manuel martinez um chicha boy um by the way shout out to manny we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about getting some kind of um well glue guys fan night or something we're um, also gonna reach out to uh the Long Island Nets. We're so full of shit. Let's I hope we do we any do. of this. Um, the I'm, Long Island Nets thing button, is going to happen. You got your finger on that send button on that email. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Manny says, hey guys, do you think Marx is looking to sign decent veterans on good deals just as assets in order to have trading chips for first round picks next year? Or is he simply going to overpay some mid-tier free agents in hopes of just barely making the playoffs? Manny. Good question. Um, I I really don't have a great sense of what this what this guy is planning for us. I I really don't know. Um, I think he's definitely. I mean, the Thad trade indicates that he is, you know, freeing up the the financial asset. Um, whether that means as a as a graveyard for contracts for picks or as an actual. I mean, maybe Plan A is get good for free agents. Plan B is get like middling free agents, and then. Plan C is just take on shitty contracts for for picks. Um, I think I'd be surprised. I know you you didn't mean this literally, but I'd be surprised if Marx actually has like a point by point plan of like if this happens and if this doesn't happen, then we'll do this. Because I I really think really what this team is doing, and I'm not saying it's because of a lack of not thinking about it, is I think they're just going to reach out to as many people as possible, see who has the most interest, and then they're just going to sign dudes that they that they like, but they're just going to because Marx, I think, is going to have some sense of that. Like, I just need to add talent. And I, there's no like it's not like he's painting this beautiful picture that he knows the ending. He's just like, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to get yeah. that. I'm just going to grab stuff almost like in the in like the grocery store game, like where you're like you have one minute to grab as many items as you can and you get to take them home. I think that's how Marx is going to take this whole opportunity. He's just going to be like, I'm going to grab dudes and. Hopefully, steals because the Nets have no position not to. They don't have. No, you gotta you gotta hit on some of these things. Yeah, the thing is, I think it's important to. I mean, maybe this is just me in the way that I would I would like just overthink something to death and have it be turn out horrible. Um, 
is like I was saying, like you don't just want to have a bunch of random dudes. Like you want to put them in the best position to actually do the developing that they're supposed to be doing. And so if you just throw a bunch of shooting guards together on a team, like just all the, all the best shooting guards, whoever, that's gonna not really benefit any of the the shooting guards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's just me. But um. But no, I get I get your point, and, and I think that's probably the case. Um. So I'll just move on. Please do. Uh, let's never talk about that again. Um, Manuel Martinez, question number two. Um, who are the mid-level free agents? You guys want to see the Nets add or actually see the Nets being able to sign. What's the biggest name you think the Nets will realistically sign this offseason? What's the biggest name the Nets can sign? I think Rondo's the biggest name. And you think that that's, that's in play? Yeah, do you think Horford's in play? Like, would you say Horford is a realistic possibility? Not just like a, a chance, but I'm talking about like a... Pretty sure you just said possibility. And a great <laughs> restaurant in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. Delicious yeah. spicy oil sauce. Really? I like that. Oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Rondo's the biggest name that is an actual possibility. I don't think Horford is a real possibility. What do you think? It's hard to say. I mean... Unless if Kent Bazemore is a star. I really... Which he is. I don't know. I, you have to take these, you know, these sources at their word and say, like, there is mutual interest. I don't know. Is that... What is what is mutual interest? I don't know. He probably really liked Kenny Atkinson. Everyone likes Kenny, it seems like. Um, but is that... A, so, yeah, I like a lot of people, but, like, is that enough for Horford to say, I'm well, going to throw the me, last me, four good years of my career... Can I stop you? You Stop don't. It. You don't like a lot of people. Let me just say that outright. Oh, that's not nice. No, that's Brian. fine. You don't, Brian. Mike, you Brian. you have made a whole, this point over and over again about how you hate nice guys, and you don't. Nice guys finish last. <laughs> yeah, you you not. It's not that you don't have a large you know that's circle why I hate Danny of, on of friends, below deck. but you do like you know dislike a huge amount of people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me just. Yeah, you're on the list, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyways. Um. Yeah, no, I'd be a terrible NBA coach. No relationships. I burn bridges. Do you? Sure. You burn bridges. Have you oh. ever take, taken a Myers Briggs uh, personality test? No. Why? Why you won't brought you? this up? A I, I so want times. to know. I have a sneaking suspicion. I know what you are. That's why. I think you're an INFJ. What does that mean again? Introvert, Introvert. intuitive, feeling, judging. Because I don't know if I'm a judging. I'm definitely. I'm definitely a feeling. You don't even know what the alternative is. You, what What's you the alternative? Perceiving. What does that mean? Listen, it's a whole complicated thing. I can't unpack this all for you now. But basically, there's one quality that, I mean, that you just said that made me, that reaffirmed my belief that I always thought you were an INFJ. I've got a lot of friends that are INFJs. Um, I'm not saying that we're friends. Wh- what are you? <laughs> actually, I'm, uh, I was INFP for a long time, and then mm-hmm. I retook sure it were. not too long ago, and I was INTP, and it's really fucked up in my head. What's man. T? Uh, so that's, that'd be introverted, intuitive, thinking, perceiving. But I, here's my whole point. INFJs, they close the door open. They call it the INFJ, INFJ door slam, which means that they just shut people out of their lives, which sounds like that's what you're doing. You call it burning bridges. I don't actually do that, but yeah. Oh, you don't? My podcast character does that. Yeah. Uh, I'm more like the guy in Townsend, Mr. Ripley. (laughs) My podcast character talks about uh, Myers-Briggs typology, but when he doesn't actually know anything about it. Yeah. You're you're like Thomas Ripley, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or you're Jude Law? Mm, I'm Matt Damon's character. Yeah, Ripley. Yeah. The sociopath. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, no, no, that's more of who I am. What was the question? The, oh, the biggest net? The, yeah, biggest, the biggest net. The biggest, biggest name. Biggest name the Nets could possibly get. Uh, the biggest name is going to be, unfortunately, Alan Crabb. Um, <laughs> that's going to be really tragic. Someone who no one knew a year ago. Yeah. Um, that, that's honestly, that's my actual honest thinking. Cool. Um, I, I, for those reasons, I mean, the run now it's possible. I don't know. I'm fifty fifty on the Rondo thing. What would, what's your percentage on the Rondo thing? Of it happening, yeah. Or me wanting it? No, of it happening, or yeah, go both. I think the Jeremy Th- Lin thing is much more likely, and that relationship between Kenny Atkinson and Jeremy Lin makes it that that will happen, yeah. and then Rondo's not necessary. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. Sean Mondello pretty much uh, emails the same thing. Thanks for thanks for reaching out, Sean. Um, Adam Shepard, hey guys, with the recent move of Thad Young, it appears Sean Marks has no intention of going to the eighth seed this year. What should the Nets do with Brooke? Is it time to trade him for a pick in a loaded 2017 draft? Hold on to him and sign some mid-tier free agents and go for the eighth seed, or hold on to him and surround him with D-leaguers. Keep well, the great work. So, Kenny Atkinson has said that there's no, there's no way that they're trading Brooke. I think, uh, generally that if they did get a, a decent offer for the draft and like a draft pick next year, that they would move him. Um, but there's, they're not like, if they actually want to rebuild, Brooke makes the most sense of just staying. I've never believed that you should trade. I, I don't think anything that they could get unless it was a super high draft pick for next year. Nothing makes sense for them to move Brooke. Brooke should stay. He's productive. If he gets hurt, you know what? That's sort of like the consequence of this whole thing. Like he's that you, it stinks, but he may get hurt again. But he makes the most sense of staying. Mm. Tough, should tough, do, really tough. Got any more? Or should we do news around league? One more. Um, Joshua Williams. Thanks for reaching out, Josh. Um, out of the point guards being rumored, which one would you want? Jeremy Lin, Rajon Rondo, Sergio Rodriguez. Pick one. Even you can throw in Mike Connolly and Austin Rivers on there too. <laughs> Ranking wise, Mike Connolly. You really want Mike Connolly for a max contract? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. That's what you want to watch for the next five years? I Ugh. think, yeah. Yeah, him and Brooke would do wondrous things together. I'm just, I just, okay, done, I'm okay, done with a so, 31-year-old free agent that we pay and then he dies in year two. Yeah, but I don't, there's no, like, there's no real alternative. And it's not like they're going to be paying Jeremy Lin significantly less money than Mike Connolly. Um, and I think Mike Connolly's the type of guy that people in the league would want to play with. Like, I think he he's a good... Nobody cares. Nobody wants to play with Mike Connolly. Who cares about Mike Connolly? He's... he's been... Greg Godin does. Bring Greg Godin <laughs> back. <laughs> They're yeah. friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, are we getting Anthony Bennett or what? I keep seeing his name we, everywhere. He's the starting is, power is forward for the Nets next up? year. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, him and... Uh, whose other name was out there? Sean Kilpatrick shouldn't be the starting two guard, probably. So scary. This is going to be the worst team it, ever. It's so sad. Well, we'll see. But it's so sad that like the summer league team is so much more exciting. This seems to always be the case. But the summer league team is so much more exciting than the regular team. Here's the thing. Odds are, you know, here, what, what I quietly like when I'm feeling really depressed about the trajectory of this team, I like to think like, you know, it, had we just had our uh, third pick, like h- how much better would I really be feeling? Probably not that much better. If we had Jalen Brown instead of Karis LeVert, I'd be feeling very similarly, I think. Yeah, but what I will say, if we're going to play out this scenario, and I know sure. it's not that much fun, the Nets would have tanked harder. The Nets would have tanked super hard 
to go for the second overall pick, maybe, and you, you know, really, you're then trying. then you're getting Brandon Ingram, and that's pretty awesome. Brandon Ingram's fun. I mean, G- Philly had like the Nets would have drafted percent more chance of getting. If the Nets had the third pick, they would have drafted Chris Dunn, right? I don't know, but the point is, would I be that much more stoked on Chris Dunn versus Karis Levert? Probably not. Sure, probably not. Isaiah Whitehead's gonna be better than all of them. That's my point. That's my whole point. Uh, quick news around the league. Let me hit it for you, Dougie. <laughs> All right, news around the league. We're, we're going to have a couple of quick questions about, you know, the biggest topics around the NBA. Okay, mm-hmm. you ready, Brian? Yeah. Number one, where does Kevin Durant go? Stays. Stays. Most likely second destination. If he doesn't stay, where's the team that he ends up in? He's going to take his talents to Washington and be a wizard. <laughs> don't, don't bring this up. <laughs> you know how I'm so freaking mad. So I'm a Wizards fan uh, by birth, I guess. I don't really know. Yeah. Um, geographically. Geographically. And the this Wizards franchise has been, been building, been selling the fact that Kevin Durant, we're getting ready for the 2016 free agent class, which is headlined by Kevin Durant. We are getting ready for that. We're not going to make any moves that have any consequence. Until then, because we know or we feel like Kevin Durant's going to come. This is the Wizards thinking. And we have John Wall, who's super fun and awesome. And we have Bradley Beal, who's like just an emerging superstar. And we're going to be awesome. And we're going to plug in Kevin Durant. And then we're going to dominate the East for years to come. And they don't even get a meeting. Kevin Durant is meeting with 20% of the league. He's meeting with 20% of the league at least. Um, If you even add in the Knicks meeting, which Carmelo said... He has had a meeting with the Knicks, meeting that he has talked to Carmelo Anthony, he being Kevin Durant. Uh, he's meeting with almost 25% of the league. Oh, we're going to reach 30% because I'm sure he's going to throw his agent's going to be like, can you just meet with the Lakers because they really want a meeting, even though the, the, apparently that's – he's not even meeting with his hometown team who has who have an all-star point guard, a, a shooting guard who could be good maybe, mm. Um who the Nets should throw a max contract at, just throw it out to Bradley Beal because it just forces the Wizards to do something. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant, the second most likely destination, I think, is the Spurs. I think the Spurs are the first team that he's meeting with outside of the Thunder. He apparently loves Pop. He would fit. Uh, it would be an interesting fit because Aldridge does not want to play the five. And with Kawhi, Kawhi sort of has to be the three. He's really... Really can't be the two, so it would have to be. No, he could play the two. What are you talking about? I'm sure he could. Um, I still, I, I would think that I think the Spurs sort of offer everything Kevin Durant loves. I think he actually, he seems to enjoy being in the type of place that OKC is, mm-hmm. and the most approximate location like that is San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, tremendous organization. He would be. He would immediately become like the go-to guy on that team surrounded by Kawhi and LaMarcus, I think that's number two. I like it. I like that thought. Uh, so going off of that, if as we kind of talked about before, if Golden State doesn't get Durant, they're going to re-sign, apparently, Harrison Barnes, probably for the max, unless if Harrison for some reason says, you know, I'll take less because I want to be a part of this. Uh, is that a good idea? Is that a good idea for Golden State to do that? Golden State needs to let that child go off, off of right. the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. In in the NBA, we're, there's one of this belief that 
you can't just let an asset go for nothing. That it makes yeah. sense just to resign dudes for a bunch of money because maybe you can flip them for later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, having not paying someone is a nice asset. You know, like that's a little bit of space. I don't know. Like, what is it? It's not doing anything for you to have them around. I mean, I know that signing trades are. I don't. I don't know how likely they are because everyone's gonna have cap money, and the motivation behind a signing trade is to be able to fit people within yeah. cap situations. But I mean, but if you were thinking that the time to trade him was, you know, at the trade deadline, now, like now it's just a. He's. I mean, I think you and I are just so anti. <laughs> I mean, we've I've watched him too much to like him. That's the <laughs> he's not a new dude. No, he's been right? around. No, um, I think that I don't I don't care that they'd be letting him go for nothing. I let that let him go. Right? Yeah. Send that child up the river. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dwayne Wade is hinting that he would consider leaving Miami. So this is something that we see every off season that Dwayne Wade. Someone says. He would consider leaving Miami. Mm-hmm. What place makes the most sense for, I think, a 34-year-old Dwayne Wade to go to? Woof. Um, so, in my mind, like... Had a like, nice season, though, last year. He had a nice season. And, yeah, I had him on my fantasy team. He was pretty good. He was like a 25-5 and five guy. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't remember that or know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago is a place he's always linked to because he's from there. But apparently him and Jimmy Butler maybe don't love each other. Also play the same position. So they not, sort of play the yeah. same position. Um, he, him, and LeBron are best friends. But where does Dwayne Wade really fit on a Kyrie LeBron team? No, thank you. Like that wouldn't that wouldn't work. Y- you can kind of see Doc Rivers saying, "Okay, well, what can I do? Can I get Dwayne Wade? Bring him here? That would really alter the course of that team." The weird thing about Wade is that because he has to have the ball in his hands, he's not just like an easy fit. He's not going to take a discount, so he has to go to a place that would pay him a lot of money. Um, I don't, yeah, I mean, and ultimately he's going to go back to the Heat anyhow. So the one team that that could work yeah. uh, is the uh, New York Knicks. Oh my God! Could you imagine? Because for guarantee the, the amount of guaranteed Phil would be would say yes as he maybe rightly should he would say yes to that Carmelo and Dwayne Wade yeah are buddies it is no surprise that Knicks fans are the way that they are but like every every uh like little tidbit of Kevin Durant related Knicks centric news whatever gets blown up and like Kevin Durant or the Knicks a possibility in every horseshit magazine and newspaper in this whole city and it's just not. It's just not going to happen. That's not ever going to happen. There, well, one, he doesn't even really like. I mean, I I know if you get him, you fit him on your team, but he doesn't really even fit on the team. Why would Kevin Durant want to play with Carmelo? Like they no. they are they're like duplicates, except Durant's a better ball sharer. Yeah. But why would he want to play with? I mean, so apparently he is. He he. Someone said that Durant is slightly intrigued by by the Knicks getting Derrick Rose, but. It's like, why would he come to New York? What would be and the motivation? In the Metro the other day, I just see, like, yeah, Kevin Durant to the Knicks, a possibility. That's it. No question mark. It's just a possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, and like, there could be a headline that just yeah. floats around and, everything. And the, you know, Joey Bag of Donuts, he's reading the things like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a possibility. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I hear the Knicks are going to get, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're going to get Kevin Durant. You hear that? Yeah. It's Jay Leno. Um, yeah. Not going to happen. Okay, uh, Brian Windhorst is reporting that the Cavs are keeping Kevin Love, at least for now. This is coming out today. Uh, good decision by the Cavs. I mean, they, they did win a championship against as an underdog. So, And in the last game, he was sort of the hero, you know. 
there was a great article uh, in um, Deadspin about it. I should remember the guy's name is like Berneko or something. Anyways, uh, who wrote about the you know the play in like maybe like last seventy seconds or something of the game and where Golden State really needs a bucket and they switch off. Um, so that Kevin Durant is guarding Steph Curry at the top of the key in sure. total Kevin Love no man's land, and he just shuts that shit down so hard. And it's like the most – when I was watching it, I was like so plugged in, it was like hard to even appreciate just how shockingly good he defended Steph Curry at the most important, like pivotal part of that game. Um, and so he like did a whole thing di- dissecting this, um, which was very good. And the piece was called Kevin Love is a Fucking Hero. And <laughs> and it's true. I mean, and he really did in that last game. It seemed, you know, to all of a sudden, any all of the all of the stuff about like Kevin Love getting his touches went away. And he was like, I'm just going to be about offensive boards now. And, and that's what I'm going to do. And that's where he should have been. Yeah. And so that's my whole, like, I, I said this with Serge Ibaka, Chris Bosh, and Kevin Love, these great rebounding power forwards, just because they can shoot threes doesn't mean that they should be floating out the three-point line the whole time. Like, I think hopefully the Cavs, what made Kevin Love better by the end of that series was the fact that he was just like, I'm just going to get rebounds and, like, be a bully down there, and that's what I'm going to do. Hopefully that's what happens. Um, Is it a good decision for them to keep him? It's not a bad decision. And I don't think there's really, like, an awesome trade out there. Unless if, I mean, and I don't think LeBron really wants to do this, but, like, the Kings... For the De- De- Demarcus Cousins, like I know everyone says Blake Griffin for Kevin Love, or but I think Demarcus Cousins makes mm-hmm. ten times more sense, and you could sell it, you could see it happening from both sides, but there's been zero buzz about that happening, so I, I don't think it's going to happen. Sure, that just came up in your little mind. Last one, yeah. Dwight Howard. Do you know Dwight Howard's a free agent? I did. I you did remember how that. he was like yeah. a big deal? That was going to be a big thing when when remember, he when he used to be free agent. Remember when he was traded to the Lakers and people were excited about that? Mm-hmm. He was almost a net. He was very nearly a net. Mm. Um, These are trying times. Do you want to see Dwight Howard become a net again? No, no, I don't. Would you? Let's say Sean Marks has an offer on the table. Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. traded to some lowly team mm-hmm. for a first round pick next year unrestricted mm-hmm. let's say if this ends up with dwight howard if this and then and then and then he goes around and gives dwight howard a four-year contract of significant money would you be happy with this scenario of brooke and no pick next year well no you know no high pick next year or would you be happy with the idea of dwight howard plus uh probable high first round pick next year Ugh, I don't want Dwight Howard. And I, just out sure, of just that's, out of principle, that's right answer. Really, that's the right know. answer. <laughs> tried, I tried to be answer a, right. objective, but I uh, I can't. I, I just really don't want that guy around. And again, the most fun team for Dwight Howard to go to is the Knicks. That would be the perfect trio, of course. That's most fun. There's a lot of buzz about Joakim Noah getting like a ton of money. Do you get that? Yeah, I keep hearing that, and also uh, Pau Gasol. I mean, I I get Pau Gasol more than Joakim Noah, but Joakim yeah, played, I get like, Pau Gasol a lot more. Played than Joakim horrible Noah. last year, and I know it's injuries. Yeah, and before he was injured, he was like a a unique player. He he could you know handle the ball and like out of the post and yeah. do all that fun stuff that he does. But he's, he's lost like, the magic mojo sauce. Is what I haven't seen a a big Joakim Noah moment in yeah. three years. Yeah. Right, he's really lost. The magic, whatever it is. Um, that's news around the league. You did it, Mike. We got through another podcast. Unless you want to keep going. No, that's it.
Right. We don't need to talk about Game of Thrones unless yeah, everyone you... never knows. Everyone shit, something blew up. Something blew up. Ever, I don't John Snow. For... Okay, we won't. Okay, turn off the wait, podcast. Wait another yeah, nine but, months. But, but John Snow. We don't know exactly who his parents are. We don't. <laughs> has it hasn't been said? Yeah, I know. Do you think the that Ned and his sister banged? And he's like just the most Stark dad Stark. <laughs> <laughs> that... You know, in the books, that's yeah. a possibility. Um, yeah, I think it's weird that everyone's obsessed with the idea that Jon Snow is going to like marry Daenerys, uh, Danny Targaryen, whatever her name is, Daenerys. Um, no one's like creeped out that they're cousins. Probably cousins, or whatever they are. I can't keep up with all this stuff, man. I don't. I don't that get he's into his that. aunt. Well, so I think what? it's his aunt, Daenerys Targaryen, the the dragon lady, dragon lady, and Jon Snow. They're related. Um, quick blow deck. Oh, such a bad, such a bad episode. Who do you hate the one. most on the show? Uh, the forty-year-old virgin, the guy with the stupid shirt off all the time. I gotta say, when when Danny was on yeah. the beach with him, oh, and I know f- that was hilarious. He was so fifty-year-old dude. Yeah. One like if I actually met if I saw a person like Danny at that yeah. bar I would hate him sure um but but that's his job too so like those guys are what, eating it up what a dweeb that uh, four year old virgin do it is the I, tallest virgin in the world I love I love that that uh, that old man was like you need to put your shirt on buddy you're not doing anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great um, no that guy's a, such a herb it's unbelievable I I'm I'm I don't think I've hated someone on a reality TV show as much as I hate. Blondie, <laughs> Brian. I mean, the part where he's like, "Sit on my thumb" is unbelievable. That you didn't pick up on that is is really shocking. Wait, you, when he did must he have blacked that? out. He was in the hot tub with one of the other oh ladies, right with like, and he's trying to like get with her, and he's wasted. And at one point, he just says, "Sit on my thumb." <laughs> well, he's he's like he's like so like almost frightening. Yeah, like he little, he's almost frightening faced. the way he treats women on the yeah, show. Yeah. And very weird. It's great. Yeah. All right, good. We got it all out. We'll we'll do another pod when all this shakes out. Yeah, next week it's going to be something. And hopefully, if, if the Nets do nothing, it'll be a very sad pod. If the Nets, do if something, nothing else, we'll celebrate Jared Jack departing off off into the sunset. But you know what's going to happen? He's going to sign with like a contender for low money, and then like be be a he'll key be their player. Problem. Yeah, no, I don't believe that for one second. A key player, no. Um, you want to play us out? Here we go. Coming out. Uh, thank you for listening. Check us out on thebrookingham.com. iTunes. Search Blue. Search Blue. as Brian. Good night, everybody. Woo! Showed up now you can now go home.